episode nine of this Warriors Life podcast. Uh, Will Evans here, along with Brad Larking once again. Uh, Brad's down in Dunedin, but he's actually a product of Roonanga on the West Coast. Brad, how's it going? And just wondering if you knew it was uh, the Roonanga Club's 100th uh, year anniversary this year. Yeah, uh, late, uh, Queen's birthday weekend. Yeah, it's cool. Eh? I, I always said I remember when it was the semi fifth, and me and my mate were watching the drunks walking around the little town in Renunga, and all we could think were it must have been eleven at the time. Going, God, I can't wait till that's us in twenty five years at the hundred. <laughs> and it, but it wasn't you. You didn't go back. No, I'm not going. I'm, I'm, I'm stupidly going up the weekend after the hundred. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm getting a big case of FOMO. <laughs> Oh, mate, it's not too late. Maybe you can make a late appearance. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm leaning towards that. Um, moving on to round eight. Pretty good round of footy again until the Warriors started uh, started playing and ruining the weekend. Um, we'll get to them in a second, but anything that caught your eye in particular from, from round eight? I'm actually looking forward to the time we can put the Warriors in these round eight highlights. Uh, they, haven't, they haven't featured once, have no, they? No, not at all. Uh, but yeah, anything that jumped out? Uh, the, the the St. George Parramatta game. Yeah, it was a rapper, wasn't Gee, it? Gee whiz, that try, that team try from St. George and then just the way Parramatta played in the second half. Yeah, and uh, and a few long-range efforts from the Eels as well. Um, exciting stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. That stand, that stadium, mate. I know. It produces. A, it's the it field produces. of dreams. Field of dreams for the Eels. Um and How good were the drone shots from the outside this week? Yeah, yeah. What a, yeah, awesome. Definitely on the bucket list to hit there for a couple of games. Uh, I was pretty impressed with the, the short-handed Sharks beating the Storm. Man, they've got a ton of injuries, the Sharks, but um, yeah, took care of the Storm. It's just such a miserable place to go and play, I think, for, for other teams. A wet Friday night in the Shire, and uh, yeah, Storm couldn't handle it. Yeah, why is that? Have you been up? Have you been there? Is no, it a, I haven't. Is it a cold, dumpy place? It seems like beaches and. Well, I think Cronulla's all right, but uh, I don't know if the stadium's the most welcoming of, of atmospheres. I don't know what it is. Just that maybe that suburban ground. Yeah, feel, yeah. But yeah, uh, so great <laughs> result for the Sharks because they look no chance on paper. Um, and I. Thought Raiders, Eels, and as we've already talked about the Eels, Raiders, Eels, and Seagulls uh, continuing to climb the three big movers from last year. All three good <laughs> wins, um, despite particularly the Seagulls, some real setbacks injury wise, and um, yeah, they just keep on winning. So good to see. Uh, wish we could do something similar, but not to be as yet. Raid- Raiders were playing something similar to the Warriors, though, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> God, that's terrible news. I found it funny at one stage, the commentator said, I just don't know who to look for in this Penrith team to turn to to get them, give them some inspiration. It's like, Jesus, the two New South Wales halves are playing in this team. Yeah. <laughs> they should be it. They've got enough uh, talent, but I have been looking at it and don't know if enough has been made about who they've lost in the off-season. Uh, Tyrone Peachy's left, Trent Merrin's gone, and... Um, and Corey Harawira Naira as well is out um, oh, at Canterbury now. They didn't really pick anyone up, and I think maybe that depth has been tested a bit when you combine that with a couple of injuries and a couple of uh, a couple of guys not playing their best footy. All of a sudden, uh, you've got a pretty ordinary team on your hands. 
yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. But still yeah. on paper, though, not the bit of the most, don't they? Yeah, no, I'm still not looking forward to them. I can nah. uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely see them us playing them back into form in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we'll, have, we'll give them a leg up. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the 36-18 loss to the Knights on Sunday from the Warriors. Uh, pretty diabolical once again, just on that roller coaster of overperforming against uh, great uh, well the contenders when we're playing in Australia and then underachieving against crap teams at home. Yeah, Knights didn't even play good. No. They didn't even play that good. Gee whiz. The best thing about this game was when I decided to change channels after 70 minutes. And I, I didn't have to go through those last couple of tries. Yeah, it was it was dismal that last twenty minutes in particular. You know, at least they were sort of hanging in the game before that. But that the way that they just folded up in the last twenty was worse than anything we've seen this year, and worse than probably anything we saw for the last couple of years. To be honest, um, there's yeah. zero pulse in that team at the moment. Yeah. It hasn't got a pulse at all. Yeah, Even Rogers sort of died on the table in the weekend. Yeah, they really uh, shut him down with by kicking over the sideline, although, you know, the the way that Kearney talked about them and then some of the players have talked about the Knights, you'd think that they'd come up with the tactic of the century and they were title <laughs> contenders. I mean, all they did was kick it in touch and that's no excuse for losing by 18. No, uh, no, no. Oh, yeah, that was just, yeah, terrible. Terrible. Although... <coughs> I did back Paddy Herbert to score a try, so I oh, got beautiful. that. Yeah, he had another good game, although maybe not quite as involved as he could be, um, because whenever he does get involved, he looks the good. So it's be good to see him up at, up his involvement. Um, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's certainly justifying his spot at the moment. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I introduced uh, my dad's initial reactions to games. Um, this I actually was expecting a lot worse from this and. We haven't don't have to uh, don't have to redact any of it. So redact. He's not the, he's not the most diplomatic man, is he? <laughs> no. uh, especially when it comes to the Warriors. So, but he he summed it up pretty well. Just outplayed everywhere. Kind of looked like it was going to be a tough day from our very first defensive set with our guys going backwards and their tackles and a bullshit fifty fifty penalty. Uh, yeah, it, honestly, that start was appalling. They, they just got they oh. barely made any meters uh, from the kickoff. Uh, pretty weak defensive set, and then Mitchell Pierce just strolling over for a try. It looked like it could be a fifty-nil thrashing at that stage. They sort of turned it around for for spurts of the game, but um, never really looked like getting on top. Dominated in the middle. Um, pretty unimaginative on attack. So Blake Green was. Probably had his worst game I've seen him play in the NRL, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, what was I going to say there? He's spot on though. It's it's amazing how often you can tell watching a Warriors game what Warriors team you're going to get in the first ten minutes, and that's their attitude for the next seventy after that. Mm. It's they they just can't seem to dig themselves out of a hole. Oh. It was compared to the effort and the commitment and and all of that that they put in against the Storm, when they had a lot of excuses to not play well, um, and then to turn up with all those, with Green and two of us a Sheck back against a team that was going pretty ordinary at home, to put that sort of uh, performance up was really disappointing. 
And even yeah, a team not playing much better than the Warriors in the weekend would have beaten the Knights this weekend. Yeah, exactly. They fumbled around for a long time, and most other teams would have put what the Warriors, a team doing what the Warriors were doing, would have put them away a lot earlier too. So, uh, yeah, back to what, what do you reckon? Instead of focusing on what they're doing, what do we do to fix? What do they do to fix? Where do you see a quick fix? Well, I don't really see where the improvement has come from with the roster that they've got. Um, yeah, even if there's no improvement, what if what would you even try? Like, would you say screw some of these dudes that are there at the moment and go, oh, if you're not going to try? Like, I watched the reserve grade guys in the weekend. It's like, well, I'd give two or three of these guys a try. Yeah, exactly. Well, the old man actually did some... Uh, Canterbury Cup scouting on the weekend as well gave, gave us the hot tip but he, he's got a big rap on Jackson Frey so he's a, a young guy that's come over from the Roosters missed the start of the season through injury but he was raving about him and, and just looking at his stats a try a couple of tackle breaks 148 metres this is all off the bench as well um, yeah that, I've, watched, I've seen that I've seen him actually he's got a try from 30 metres out too yeah it was a, yeah. sounds like a big lump of a lad who um wouldn't be afraid to get stuck in, so maybe you worth um, giving him a go instead of sort of rotating a bunch of guys that don't quite seem up to it at the moment. Bellamy would chuck him in and chuck out mm. one of those other guys, wouldn't he? And yeah. also Ren? Yeah. Like, does it matter if Armour's not playing to anyone? No, um, you know, Isaiah Papali. Um, yeah. You know, there's probably only a couple of forwards that can justify their spot every single week, and that's. Tohu Harris and maybe Bunty when he's when he's fit. Um, mm. Everyone else, I think, is should be on shaky Spose ground. Um, but it's, it is interesting. I talked to Stacey Jones today, and he and like Kearney, they're pretty quick to stick up for for the players. They reckon the efforts there, the efforts there during the week. They're almost looking at themselves and the way they prepare the team more than they are. And the team's attitude, and you know, I guess it is hard. Well, that's got to be part of it as well, though. Yeah, I guess so. But you're on a ten-day turnaround. I don't understand how the team could turn up with <laughs> with the lack of energy, unless they've totally botched the, uh, you know, what they're doing during the week and worked them over too much. But even so, that sort of the effort we saw on the weekend was, you know, they just got monstered by Newcastle. I'd be rolling one or two guys in every week, even if they're not better players than the other guys. They're going to bring energy because they're stoked to be in the first grade. They'll bring something. It's worth yeah. a nudge far out. Well, there are some very interesting changes this week, some forced and some not. Uh, we'll oh, that's it. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Uh, we'll get to it when we get to the preview. It'll knock your socks oh. off. Um, but just just looking at and, and another thing, I guess, you want to see your team... When they play like that, lose like that, you want to see them hurting, angry at, I guess, themselves to a certain extent, or just just some, you know, um, obvious disappointment. You saw Craig Bellamy absolutely blast the storm when they lost to the Sharks by two, and they're a pretty consistent outfit. Bellamy went off in the press conference, threatening mass axings. <laughs> Kearney uh, sort of dodged... dodged uh, criticising the Warriors too much and heaped praise on a pretty average Newcastle team. Um, it's it's kind of frustrating to see. You want to, you know, surely behind closed doors he's a bit more 
uh, giving them a bit more of a hard time. But you want to see that as well. Fans want to see a bit more accountability. Yeah, um, they definitely do. He's he's so us and them when it comes to the media. So you don't. It's it's quite painful. He, even though he, he probably is losing it behind closed doors. Yeah. Let us see a bit of that. We want to see that he's hurting as well. You can't just say, "Oh, you yeah, well." Well, the guys are really putting in during the week and we just need to trust your system. Yeah. It's like, geez, show us you're hurting with all this, man. Exactly right. You want to, you know, it would make the fans feel better if if Kearney's, you know, obviously upset about the way his team's performed. But anyway, uh, the reality is they are 12th on the ladder, which is worse than it seems because they've tied for last with the 2-6 record, uh, which is equal to their worst ever after eight rounds, um, only 13 teams have ever gone on to reach the finals after starting with a 2-6 record. Thanks to Rugby League Project for that uh, for that stat. Uh, also, almost the worst defence in the comp, uh, points conceded-wise. So, you know, uh, you can sugarcoat it as much as you want and say that everyone's trying, but there's some pretty uh, glaring stats. I hope we're not in our eight-year cycle of missing the finals again after making it last year. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. If we'd missed the finals, which it almost certainly seems like we will, this would be the first standalone year um, that we've made the finals, or last year would have been. Normally they've you know, gone to make it for a few years in a row, or a couple of years in a row. So it would be t- very disappointing if they weren't able to, um, you know, parlay what happened last year into at least another finals appearance, but that's the way it's hitting at the moment. Um, but the other painful thing is, gee whiz, they're still our team. It's it's going to be a long season if they keep battling like this, because there's no way we can turn our back on them. No, absolutely Far not. out. Gee whiz, we'd just like to see something, man. Well, this is the... I'd say this is probably the most uh, hopeless the situation has looked at this stage of the season, even though they've, they're traditionally slow starters, certainly not the first time they've they've started this poorly, but you always felt like they were capable of turning it around on a dime, probably because of the types of players they had and the roster they had and the match winners they had, but now... They've had a good draw as well, man. Oh, yeah, that's another great point. They've had a, the easiest draw in the comp. They've played six teams... <laughs> Six teams that have that missed the finals last year. Only one of those teams are sitting in the eight at the moment, Manly. Um, and yet they've only got two wins in the bank, so go figure. Maggots. Uh, the Nicarima arrival, do you think it will change enough to spark a few wins? Nah, because we still haven't got the forwards doing it. Yeah. That, that little bugger's only going to be able to do anything he's not going to be able to do much going backwards we're just not winning the ruck and that's where someone like that actually thrives yeah he'll do, he'll do something he'll help out green a whole lot i think i think that c what does it to vita oh god why, why have i drawn a blank on old mate's name but harris anyway DeVita. the young fella yeah chanel harris DeVita. I, I think he's just a little green a little green. Yeah, I I've love what he's done this season. I think he's... Yeah, I like what future. he's done too, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's not going to hurt him. He's not an obvious immediate superstar like Stacey Jones or Sean Johnson was. I don't think he's going to... Uh, it's going to hurt him at all. 
sort of been brought along slowly. Uh, no, can go no. down. If we, a New South Wales Cup, sort of, he'll find it easier. He'll figure out how to control games a bit better. And yeah, I think, I think it'll work out well. Um, and he'll probably get a few chances with injuries and, and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. He'll get plenty of footy still. Um, you think it's time to head um, to our mailbag, and it's bursting at the seams this week for the first time. Uh, surprisingly. Uh, now, okay, I might as well start from the top. Uh, I've got a couple of questions from Earl Cook and uh, Philly Steve Tapua. Pretty similar themes. Uh, Earl Cook has said, yeah, what's going on? Hot one week, fall apart the next. Very well summed up. Um, you know, Philly has, has really gone on a bit of a tangent here. I'll try and uh, paraphrase, but why do we continue to struggle? Do we really have such a dumb team? They tend to fluctuate so often, it ain't funny. Like, if they play a strong team, they perform like their backs are against the wall, come out guns blazing, only to lose by point, or via refereeing decisions. Then again, when they play an average team, they play accordingly, being complacent, underestimating the particular so-called weaker opposition. Um, now, the rank continues for... Another couple of paragraphs, but that's the gist of it. Um, Brad, I'll let you field that one, mate. You should be able to answer that. I um, I don't know. When I when I think of the, I do not think there's enough Australians in this team in a professional week in week out competition, and a lot of people hate people saying this, but the the Warriors in my mind aren't any different to the Kiwi League team. But it's not so obvious with the Kiwi League team because they're not playing week in week out. Yeah, they can get up for they, a game. One yeah, game. they can get up for the odd game, and then then they'll they'll battle against the likes of Fiji or your, your Samoas, and then they'll they'll fluke mm. one against the an Aussie. And yeah. yeah, I just really think we need to invest in some more Aussies. Yeah, uh, that's probably what surprised me about the success of last year is that we did it with um, me too without, without Aussies except for Blake Green. Um, I think it was because, well, obviously Roger Tuivasa-Sheck was unbelievable, and as, as he has been again this year. But Isaac Luke, who you know spent a long, long time with Australian clubs, he was outstanding this year. He's been um, he's been injured and, and out of the side, and uh, this week dropped, which is quite unbelievable. Um, which we'll get to in our game preview. Um, but but, was, and we had Simon Mannering. He's, yeah, Mannering, he's pretty much what I'm talking about in terms of professional Aussie. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, there are some Kiwis that do have that mentality. I think Sean Johnson, to a certain extent, falls into that category. With you know, obviously, performance-wise, maybe not always, but I think his mentality, you know, was sort of on that on that level. Um, yeah, as far as I, accountability I, goes and that sort of thing. Um, certainly Mannering, and he's he's one that we've really missed, I think. You know, it's been overlooked a bit. No one's... You know, you, you used to see him, if things weren't going right, it'd be... You could see how visibly pissed off he was, and just not seen yeah. enough of that. Yeah, um, no, not at all. Um, so, yeah, I guess... Uh, yeah, that's probably succinct answer to that question. More Aussies, please. Um, here's one from Andre... Roberts, uh, are we any chance of signing an elite impact forwards? Obviously, they don't grow on trees, but are the Tapaos and Taukaahos of the world off contract anytime soon? Bonus question, is Taukaaho the best homegrown talent we've, we've ever produced but let go? Um, to answer the first question, 
probably not any chance of um, signing an elite impact forward. There's, there really isn't too many sort of coming. Not in the next contract. 18 months, no. I, I can't see them being able to sort of come up with a, a marquee signing. Um, yeah, I'm, again, I'm sort of reticent about the signing all the Kiwis back, but Martin Tapao probably would be the kind of guy that, that could change this pack up. Um, I mean, I'm not always his biggest fan, but you know, just that sort of impact and that sort of intimidation factor. Um, Taukeaho would be the dream, I think. Um, yeah, yeah it's, and you, you've had history knowing who's come and gone for the Warriors. Is he the biggest? Yeah, I did go through the... I'd, I'd have to say he'd be close to it, um, given how little of a go he got here. One first-grade game and to what he's gone on to achieve. You'd have to say he's one of the the better forwards in the game at the moment. Um, coming up on 100 games in his fifth season with the Roosters, um, and he had just such a great all-round game. Saw so that match sealer he got on Anzac Day for the Roosters. He's exactly what the Warriors are missing, really. Um, That's weird, though. Would Parsi have been that person four years ago? Yeah, well... You sort of wonder if it's a sort of chicken and egg thing. Would Taukau have, have gone on to be the sort of player if he'd stayed here, or would he have just been a, a middling Lasorne, you know, Crisato type or something? So, I, I I think that would exactly be the case. Yeah, so a bit of a double-edged sword there, but yeah, it would be really good if we could uh, try and sign someone. But I think they just need to focus on a smart signing, someone that you know, like a a, a good value by like Campion was, like Michael Luck was, um, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Those guys haven't come from Aussie as stars. It's not until they've been in the Warriors where they've stood. stood no. Campion's probably a little bit different, but their heads sort of stuck above the pack a whole lot more being yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, and it's just all about identifying the, the sort of player that can perform that role, and surely that's what um, Peter O'Sullivan, the recruitment manager, is here for, to... To you know, dig out those sort of guys and um, yeah, but if, if they can't make a couple of key additions to the pack for next year, um, yeah, twenty twenty is shaping as a pretty tough one as well. I'll be I'll be trying to I'll be trying to pinch. I've watched Manly reserve grade play on the weekend, and there's a monster in there, Pasenko or Pasenko or something. Oh yeah, yeah, far yeah. out. Yeah, He's just, contracted next year as well at Manly, but okay. I'll be trying to pinch him. He won't be on here. Yeah. Far out. He was the biggest, angriest thing getting around that grade. Uh, but it'd just be good to see someone that can strike a bit of fear into the opposition, you know, if you, our enforcers are, uh, well... Too gentlemanly at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> if, we... well, yeah, if you think our enforcers are passy and a thrower, maybe... Uh, yeah, not quite what you're after. But they don't moment. strike fear, do they? No, not at all. And they can have some big moments, but yeah, not yeah, classic enforcers, not angry enough. Even someone made the point about James Gavitt, um, who I, I actually really rated a couple of years ago, and then he, he had a few injuries in last year. Probably didn't go quite as well as he had been, but you know, this, just that sort of that sort of player, just a big physical. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. gutted when he, he left. So, yeah, an interesting retention call, that one, um, particularly when you're seeing how the pack's going and yeah, and the fact that Adam Blair will never be anything close to an enforcer ever again. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but, yeah, yeah we've got to 
look forward and, and see to you know who we can could get. Have, um, could have blamed someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we answered that one. Did yeah. we answer that? Yeah, we answered I that. I think so. Yeah. Um, now there's a couple of familiar faces in the mailbag here. Ruth Evans. Um, that's my wife. She has come, I don't know if this is a bit of a joke question, but she said, will Conrad Harrell ever return to the Warriors? Harrell was her favourite player of all time. Um, the short answer, no, he won't ever return, I don't think. But he is doing some good things in Super League. Nine tries in 11 games for Leeds, a team... It's a team at the game. bottom of the table. Yeah. Uh, but just on Harrell, geez, I wish it had worked out for him here because, man, he was devastating. Oh, I wish he'd have got the right... Oh, it's obviously his attitude, but, yeah, mm. if he had lived up to everything, he would be still a wrecking ball. Yeah. Um, yeah a bit of a poison chalice being Ruth's favourite player because she moved on to Solomon Akata after Harrell left. And, <laughs> Is that her yeah. favourite player now? Well, it was. Now he's dropped his... Looking for oh, for someone else. Sure, yeah. I'm trying to steer away from um, Patrick Herbert because I don't want her to give him the kiss of death. Uh, <laughs> Gee, she drops him quick though, eh? I'd yeah. Watch it, Will. Oh, She'll yeah. spy someone at the supermarket one day and she'll be gone. <laughs> yeah, no, if I end up in reserve grade one day, couple of reserve grade games, it'll be all over. Uh, just just watching from the bench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, anywho, who was next? What else? Oh, well, Tracy Larkin. So, oh, so that's my other half sneaking yeah. into the battle, is it? Yes, it is. Uh, so she's asked, where did Manu's gold teeth go, and will he return to the Warriors? Well, Manu's not come back to the Warriors, obviously. Manu's not. I tell you where this comes from. We, this is this is <laughs> just between me and you, Will. <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched Dancing with the Stars last night. Oh, and, and Manu's, Manu's cruel. He's, he's got rid of the, the gold teeth. Oh, man. He's got shiny whites. So were they just the cap? Or did, has he had he some work? Pop, pop them off or something? Yeah, not sure. I'm, yeah, he's, he's all clean. Maybe he's all growing up. Do you think it's just for TV? You might look a bit ghetto. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're gold right. teeth on a dancing show. My he was wearing a open-chested purple flouncy <laughs> shirt, so maybe the gold team. Oh, man. As far as him coming back, it's obviously he's, he's nah. retired, but uh, he is my favourite warrior of all time, just for the record. Um, my mum said he's actually pretty good on that show. Yeah. Moved pretty no, well for a big man. He's got some moves. Yeah. Got some moves. Good to hear. I reckon it's that Tongan, the other, the national sort of dance that's... He's just got natural flow. Yeah, natural it's, it's, rhythm. Gee, shut up. Mm. We are sitting here talking about Dance with Stars, man. That's how shit the Warriors are going. Yeah, well, I think Manu's outperforming the Warriors at the moment. So <laughs> He's the only one smiling. Yeah, deserves a bit of airtime. Uh, next one, now this is from Mark Williams. He's a uh, Rabbitohs supporter and, a, to be honest, the serial troll who just makes uh, negative comments about Stephen Kearney on virtually every post that goes up. Uh, but he so typically he is asked <laughs> when's the coach getting the sack um, well mate we'll answer this question for you even though you probably don't really you're just trying to get a rise out of Warriors fans but uh, yeah I guess it's a question that will start getting asked uh, if they don't start winning does Stephen Kearney um, does he survive a bottom four finish into next year um I... 
I, I think he will, but he'll only get half a dozen rounds next year. Yeah, I think he definitely gets next year. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. With the current administration, and they did a lot of good things, or have done a lot of good things in the last couple of years, you know, they're not going to throw out uh, the baby with the bathwater just yet. And Cooney, no. yeah, I think he, Cooney deserves another year. Um, you know, another year like this one, or the way this one is heading next year, obviously, will. Yeah, uh, test everyone's faith, but yeah, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, it, just, it hasn't worked for the Warriors being reactive no, any other time. No, so, it hasn't. Uh, we, now we do have some interesting Stephen Kearney. Hey, thanks, Jackson. Mark. Thanks, yeah. Mark. Cheers, Marky. Marky, Mark. Uh, now, just while we're hovering around the topic, uh, any potential coaches that might be sort of monitoring the Warriors' situation over the next year or so carefully. Anyone that stands out as a potential someone that might jump in there. Yeah, I don't know. Tubes? Tubes, maybe? I've always thought when they were going for the job, I I was was quite keen for Tubes to come. I think he's underrated, he's passionate and... You know, it's the type of little arsehole we need in charge. Yeah, it's um, you know, obviously be great if a Kiwi coach is the answer for us, and hopefully it's still Kearney. But you know, guys like Tuvi, I'm surprised he hasn't picked up another gig. I thought he was unlucky at Manly, and uh, yeah, certainly yeah. a few good coaches without a out a job at the moment. Anthony Griffin, maybe. Anthony Griffin, yeah. Uh, Trent Barrett, yeah. Um, Trent Barrett. Although he's living it, isn't he? He's getting 50 grand a month to do nothing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, so... Poor bugger. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I could get sacked by Manly. <laughs> we'll see what I can do. Um, next Yeah, thing. I don't know. It's only really two, but everyone else sort of seems to be um, employed at the moment. I, I don't... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Jason Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Jason Taylor... A... David Kidwell, co-coach. <laughs> if there was a... If they hired either of those two guys, I'd think I'd just have to take a take a sabbatical. Yeah, that would, uh, that would actually have me buy a paramedic jersey. Yeah, come back um, after the seven games that he last <laughs> coached here. After the punch-up at the <laughs> yeah. end of your work team. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that that Taylor had? It was uh, Kiwi Ford. Um Oh, Ed, no, um, David Farlonga. Was it Farlonga or was yeah. it uh, Asatasi? No, was it no, Fa- it was Farlonga. What's he up to? He's just a yobbo, isn't he, by the sound of it, old Taylor? Yeah. Who's he? Who's he he's a co-coach with all... I think he's back on the Roosters staff, so... Yeah, yeah I see Kidwell's, Kidwell's at... Where's he? Where yeah. did I see he's him? He's was he Parramatta? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right, it was too. So, obviously the secret to their success this year. Um, <laughs> Sweet, where are we up to? Uh, last question in the mailbag. Who will kick goals with Chanel Harris-Tavita out? Now, that is a good question. Um, I have done a little bit of research on this one. So, Tohu Harris has kicked eight goals from 12 attempts in first grade for Melbourne, but hasn't kicked for a few years now. Uh, Paddy Herbert and Cody Nicarima have, have, well, Luke is out. Luke's been dropped, so he won't be. Oh, you, 
Spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, that he's been the obvious choice, although it still wouldn't mm. account for the 25 minutes he's been off the field lately. But anyway, he's not playing at all. So, uh, Cody Nicarim and Patrick Herbert have kicked a little bit in the under-20s, but don't know how reliable they are. Actually, I remember in that 2014 under-20s grand final against the Warriors, Nicarima actually missed a, a conversion on the siren that would have sent it into extra time. So That's, that's right. Mm, bit of a worrying omen. Uh, keep keep the light shining on Paddy Herbert. Yeah, yeah, I can, he can do it all. He's the only thing we've got going for us <laughs> at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, Paddy Herbert, you're up. Um, now... Straight into the round nine preview, I think, mate. Unless you've got yeah, we'll whistle for it, shall we? Yeah. Uh, magic round in uh, Brisbane. So, a bit of a historic one. Now, there's been a bit of criticism of the magic round, and I can't really understand why. Neither can I. It's like, honestly, you can have a whinge about anything these days in the game. Um, and. Yeah, I think it would be pretty awesome to see a full week of footy played in front of uh, sellout crowds. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. screw them. Yeah. Uh, So, round nine preview, we'll have a wee bit of a look at the odds as well, and uh, thanks to TAB for their support of this Warriors Life. As always, uh, Thursday night, uh, Sharks versus Titans. Uh, Sharks, $1.68 favourites. Pretty interesting one, this one, after the... The Sharks um, proved themselves without all their stars on deck. Um, yeah, what do you reckon about this one, Titans? Yeah, I think Sharks. I, I just think, I think, yeah, I think the Titans aren't that much better than the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> I they're like, sort of in that next category of teams up. Yeah, I've I've got a soft spot for the Titans. I just like watching them play and some of their players, but. Especially the Don with six games in a row scoring a try. Um, Is he still on yeah, fire? Got to pick him for New South Wales, please. <laughs> but yeah, I think Sharks here. Yeah, um, it's an easy. And this one, yeah, it's not even. It doesn't even draw too much of my attention, to be honest. No, not on, not on the Thursday night. No, it might be a, a tough one to to stay mm. for few injuries as well for the Titans. Um, Is there? Yeah, Tyrone Roberts is out. Um, Philip Sammy's out too. Yeah. First game on Friday, the 8 o'clock game for us, um, Panthers versus the Tigers. The uh, Ivan Cleary grudge match gets its second airing of the season already. Um, even money favourites for this one, despite the Panthers' woes. Do you reckon? Is that, are they? Yeah, and a stack of um, injuries for the Panthers. Uh, and James Maloney out suspended. Isaiah Yo gone for the season. That's a huge blow for... Is he gone for the season? Probably their most consistent player. Uh, Vliana so, Kikau has, has been named in the extended bench after going down with an injury, but you'd have to say he's, he's uh, had long odds to play. Um, they did get the job done in Golden Point last time, but they played horrible for 80 minutes before doing that, the Panthers. What do you reckon? Do, do they go back-to-back against the Tigers or not? I, I, yeah, I don't, these two teams are just too hard to pick. You just now. I think the Tigers got it. Panthers is just terrible last week. If it goes on last week's form, Panthers do not deserve to win nothing. Eh? Yeah. But yeah, that kick out. He, him and Bateman had a good battle, eh? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Both. Uh, That's both good. injured out of it. Um, I'm glad Maloney's suspended. He was getting a bit too big for his boots. 
You want to hit Shafting? Where is he at? Hang on, I'm just looking at He has been named. Oh, he's, he's contesting okay. a dangerous con- contact charge, I think. That uh, it sounds like he'll miss, he'll miss it, you know, um, looking at that one. But, yeah, the Tigers have kind of gone off them a bit after they started the season. Well, I don't think they're going to do a hell of a lot this year. Scrape into seventh or eighth at best, really. Not a threat for me. Panthers, yeah. five straight against the Tigers, and I am going to pick them to... Yeah, fair enough. It's yeah, uh, it could go either way. This one. Uh, second game on Friday, Manly Broncos. Um, obviously, Broncos have the home crowd support, but Manly have actually taken the, uh, their home game against the Broncos here quite a bit, so it's not too much of a disadvantage for them. They are listed as the home team again, and they actually have won seven of their last thirteen against the Broncos at SunCorp. So not bad. Yeah, the good yeah. thing with this one, at least, mainly have proven to you what you're going to get each week with them. So they're quite easy to pick how they're yeah. going to go because you know what you're going to get. They don't seem to even flow too much. Yeah. So I think Manly are just too good for Brisbane at the moment. Mm, they're, they're the antithesis of the Broncos at the moment. They've got a bunch of guys out. They weren't highly rated anyway. Uh, but they just keep on showing, showing heaps of spirit and, and uh, <laughs> grinding out these wins. Brisbane all over the shop, um, despite having a mouth-watering roster. So, yeah. and, it, and it should be known that that is very, very, very hard for me to say in terms of paying Manly a compliment. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it takes a lot. So, yeah, yeah. no, well done, Desi. Desi. Disheveled Des. I wouldn't have thought that he would be the, uh, the spark for the, the Seals, but... He always looks like he's been at the stock cars, eh? You know, people go to the stock car and they've got that thin layer of dust and their hair's all sort of sticking here. Oh, Desi, he's awesome. Bet you he stinks. <laughs> I've been reasonably close to him. I didn't notice anything, but... Yeah. Does he run brute? Um, yeah, running a, yeah, a brute. He does look like it, yeah. Um, Broncos are the couple... Of, so, Seabold swung the axe, but he's... Taking out James Roberts, which is fair enough. A bold, bold move, but I reckon it's fair enough. But Jermaine Asako has been axed as well, which... How's the wing of the root of their problems? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Dally M Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah, 80% goal kicker, and I uh, just I don't get that one at all. Um, and, uh, and Darius Boyd um, defending his form during the week. He's, he actually said the words, I don't think my form is actually that bad or I've been happy with my form. It's unbelievable after the way he's been going. He's such an arrogant schmuck, that dude. <laughs> uh, it's, it's quite, like, I mean, some of his defensive efforts have been pretty glaring and you know, to, to actually, you know, at least Adam Blair's admitting he's not playing as well as he <laughs> Darius Boyd's—he's probably pushing his barrow for an origin recall. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pong, is, yeah. Pong is, ain't all that. <laughs> give, give me the number one jumper. <laughs> B O Y D for the printers. Uh, yeah, so let's—I'm going for Manly. This, this—I've run out of patience for the Broncos um, in this. Yeah, the latest stuff. Let's let's watch. Seabold unravel a little bit more. Mm. He's going to look like Dez by the end of the year, and Dez will be all clean cut, and <laughs> looking spark, and then you have Seabold just looking like disheveled Dez up in the box. Um, now, there's one stat that I can't let 
go. I love this one. Ruben Garrick, the rookie winger last week, scored all 18 points in Manly's win over the Bulldogs. Um, two mm-hmm. tries and five goals. There's only been two players ever that have scored more points when it's been all of their team's points. Um, Terry Lamb got 26 for Canterbury against Wests in, um, in 1987. And Les Johns, the legendary Canterbury fullback, got 19 um, I forget who the opponent was sometime in the 1960s, but so that's some pretty exalted company um, and a cool stat. Just having yeah. a monopoly on the score sheet, so good on you. I, Just I watched that game and I didn't even realise until today when I read the article that he scored all the points. Mm. So I mustn't have been watching it too closely. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just re-signed for a couple of years as well, so good rookie season. Oh, nice. And, and yeah. the other rookie off the bench, Corey Woodell, he's having a great year too. Uh, so that wraps up Friday. Saturday kicks off with the Bulldogs and the Knights. Um, Meh game. Yeah. It's... Meh. <laughs> I'm going to say Bulldogs, but that's about the only interest. Of, yeah, I don't know. This is a dud game. I guess there's two games I'm looking forward to in this round, but this isn't one. Well, the Bulldogs will quickly wrap it up. They've won six straight against the Knights, but they'll go into this one as... Wait for it. $2.25 outsiders. Are they? Uh, the Bulldogs, yeah. Uh, the Knights, obviously, are a better team on paper, coming off a couple of wins. Kieran Foran potentially returning. He's been named in the extended reserves for the Bulldogs, but... Uh, yeah, they, they stick in games, the Bulldogs. I'll give them that, for the most part. Um, and I can see them pulling off an upset here. Yeah, so I reckon that's good, that's good money. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's get behind them for the winner. Yeah, get yeah. on the dogs. Yeah. Uh, Warriors and Dragons is next up. Um, now, the, the Dragons... Right, $2.32 outside is the Warriors, so probably being a little bit conservative. Um Probably paying, paying a bit more in Australia because... Yeah, I was going to say, what are we over there? Um, yeah, what do you reckon? Can they bounce back? Uh, not from what I've seen. I'd like to see an improvement. I'd like to see some, an improvement in energy level. That's all I need to see is the energy. Well, that's all that it took against the the storm and that's, you know, and that's what everything came on the back of against South. Um... That's all they need, and but you know you just don't know if you're going to get it. We'll quickly run you through the team. What have we got personnel-wise? Yeah, so Cody Nakarima is coming for Chanel Harris Tavita. Um, we probably all knew that was going to happen. Unlucky for the kid, but um, it's probably the best. I, I, I think going. he needs a rest. Uh, Nathaniel Roach starting at hooker. Isaac Luke named in the number twenty-two jumper in the extended reserves. So. It's, as far as anyone knows, he's been dumped. Um, that's astounding for me. I think he wasn't great last week, but Luke's been good when he's been on the field this yeah. season, I thought. They need him. They need him at his best. Um, Roach. He's still carrying in injuries. He wouldn't be in the 22. Are they trying yeah. to cotton wool him for a week? So I don't know. He's it's... been getting beaten up those first few games. Yeah, but, you know, he's such a competitor and he, he dragged his batted body, body through last year and finished equal seventh in the Valley End. So, you know, to, mm. to be managing them like this is, is bizarre, I think. Nathaniel Roach, uh, fan of him, but, you know, not convinced he's our long-term number nine. 
Um, if he's, no, uh, neither. The top shelf hooker or just a, re- a really good utility player. Um, I think Nicarima is. Yeah, well, potentially. Um, and Carl Lawton comes onto the bench, so uh, that at least means that Jazz Tavang will be playing. Jazz, Jazz is back from uh, one week injury. Well, one mm-hmm. suspension. Was he uh, suspension? Suspension, maybe, wasn't he? Yeah, maybe, yeah, just the one week he's been out. That hopefully will be used uh, solely as a middle forward. Um, the, is the is that the only changes? Is Bunty back? No, there's, uh, just, just stop rushing me, man. I'm getting there. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, four packs otherwise unchanged. Lachlan Burr taking an early guilty plea to get off a lifting suspension. So Jazz is back, Bunty is back, which is good. Lingy Sow, the surprise, uh, somewhat surprising um, pick on the bench with Adam Blair suspended. Uh, so fans in a roundabout way get their wish with Blair out of the side. Um, yeah, Sow, I think he played one game and barely got on. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah earlier this season. Right. So he's, he's, been, he's never been one of my favourites, but he's... Apparently been racking up the numbers in New South Wales Cup, so oh, he's definitely yeah, he's not one of my folks, but he's definitely been a standout in that pack yeah. New South Wales Cup. Not that they've been setting the world on fire no, either, though. Up and down. Um, still waiting for Paulo to get a a go this year. Um, mm. Sure, he's done wrong, but uh, yeah, at least they've changed changed it up. But it can't be a bad thing. Just a bit worried about that dummy half situation. Um, couple of, well, just the one change really for St. George Illawarra, Corey Norman, uh, fractured cheekbone or eye socket or something, he's out. And young Jai Field is in at 5'8", so that could be a bit of a blow uh, for the Dragons. Maybe a little leg up for the Warriors, but looking at that Ford pack, James Graham, Paul Vaughan, Tyson Frizzell, if he overcomes an eye problem, uh, Tarek Sims, um, yeah, that's pretty... Pretty devastating looking Ford pack for a pack that's going as bad as ours is. Yeah, uh, so George haven't been doing too great. No, they've been well. Yeah, and that was a bit worrying how they coughed up a fourteen point lead against the Eels. So they're not. Yeah, it's not a bad opponent. I know we've got a shocking record against the Saints. Saints are twenty-one, won seven losses against the Warriors overall, fifteen and two away from Mount Smart Stadium. Um, yeah, but. You know, neutral venue Warriors seem to like playing at Suncorp. Was that a fair statement? Yeah, I've got I, I, some good memories right. of playing yeah. there last year, big one over the Broncos. So, yeah, I think that big crowd atmosphere hopefully might just sort of be a bit of a circuit breaker for the Warriors. Yeah, and um, again, the draws helped us. It's another chance for them to yeah. dig themselves out of a hole. It, it's yeah. absolutely must win, and surely behind closed doors they are drumming in the importance of a massive, you know, even season-defining performance, hopefully. Um, and, you know, we've got Roger there. David Fossato is the other change, actually. He's, he's been named to return. It'd be good to see him uh, come. Was he back in for Beal? Be- uh, yeah, Beal's out. Perhaps unlikely. Okay, now, have you ever seen Beal run more than sort of four metres in a straight line? No, he just crabs around a bit. He's... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think he's a better centre than he is a, a winger, so he's just not a scoring threat. So I think Foss be outside Herbert, who hopefully will be able to show him a few opportunities and 
Yeah, be good to see him back to his. Do, do you know who had a ripper game for the New South Wales team in the weekend too? It was Blake Asher in the second row? Yes, I actually he got in the the uh, the, the uh, team of the week for the competition. Oh, did he? Mm. See, that's another one. Yeah. An Aussie, in a, plenty of NRL experience. Yeah. Bring him in as the seventeenth man or sit, yeah, well, go on the, the bench. If he's, Gee, playing, if he's playing that much in the back row, then he's an ideal bench player. Because he's obviously got that and experience in centre, not that he's... And especially at 17th, man, they don't really get on the field much, but then all of a sudden you've got back cover for three positions, yeah, exactly. as well as a second row rotation. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah. Jackson Free, who are we trumpeting for? We've got Paddy yeah, Herbert. Yeah, we've got Paddy Herbert in there, so that campaign has is, 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 uh, proved an overwhelming success. Oh, Jackson we were dead right. We yeah. were spot on. Yeah, so. well, I knew what we were talking about from the start, yeah. surely. Uh, so Jackson, Free, and Ashford. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy Bring with that. On. Yeah. Um, so where were we? Yeah, I, I, I actually looking at it, and because they've been so hard to pick, I think the Warriors are more than capable of winning this one. Bad as they've been in some games, I think this might be one that they get up for. Uh, and I, 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 I'm the same. I'm the same. And that's why we are proper Warriors supporters. Because yeah. <laughs> after everything, we yeah. still pick him to win a game. <laughs> We're the only idiots doing it. All the Warriors supporters, come with us. We love being useless. I know they can change, just like the... That's yeah. it, that's it. But I think they can win. Yeah. Um, and Norman out is pretty big, I think. Huge. Um, so, yeah, hopefully the boys can do it and... At least keep us clinging to a slight glimmer of hope for another week or so. Um, yeah, I think that just about wraps that game up. Nothing. Yep. Storm. Yep. Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, I know you'll be excited. I'm guessing this is the other one you're excited for this weekend. Storm versus Eels. For who? Sorry. Is this the other one that you're looking forward to? Storm and Eels on on Saturday night. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is a ripper. Yeah. This is because like, I consider Eels and Raiders as sort of the second tier teams at the moment. They're not the they're not the, not the full elites. storms and the roosters. Yeah. So this is, this is a good gauge to see how far the second tier is away from the big clubs. Um, yeah, it been pretty up and down. The Eels a pretty ordinary loss to Newcastle in between those great wins at, at Bankwest Stadium. But geez, they've got some game breaking talent and they play with a lot of spirit. <sighs> Gutherson's on fire still. Um, yeah, Free <laughs> Jim Winger, man. Oh, man. Sevo. <laughs> He's unbelievable. How does he hold that ball with one hand yeah. in the other day? He looks like he's a, a um, game-losing error away <laughs> with every touch, but he's... Yeah, he could end up being a sort of Rodrigo-type player if he continues to, ve- to develop, but, man, that was one hell of a try he got the other... Oh, yeah, he had seen you to an early grave. Yeah, <laughs> golly, but yeah, now I just yeah, I, I don't know. I've forgotten the Parramatta losses because the wins have been so awesome to watch. Yeah, um, yeah, that's and that's you know, and they're in the top eight and they're winning enough games. And you know, for last year's wooden spooners, you can't ask for too much more. They're definitely getting more out of their roster than it looks like on paper. Um, Storm. Under a bit of pressure, well, more so from their coach who blasted them after last week's loss, but they've lost two of the last three and were very lucky to get away with the win over the Warriors. So, 
Um, yeah, I'd hate to be playing them this week, to be honest, and I think that might be the yeah. key that they're coming off that uh, that down period and a blast from Bellamy. That um, yeah, that it will be too much for the Eels, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I tend to think, but um, but my money's still down on Parramatta. Just the other. Well, they, I'm going Parramatta. They are a juicy two dollars seventy-seven. Thought maybe they'd be a bit more than that. I thought they'd be a bit longer than that. Yeah. yeah. A reflection right. of how well they have been going. Uh, this is probably my pick of the round, the Magic Round games. Uh, Roosters and Raiders kicking off things on Sunday. And this is the other second tier nation coming up yeah. against one of the big boys. Well, big test for the Raiders. Uh, Roosters are on fire and a long way ahead of the, the field at the moment, form-wise. But And the Raiders have been going really well. Good bounce back from that manly loss to, to easily you know, beat the Panthers last week. Um, yeah, but a big test. They're probably being helped out by a reasonably soft draw. I thought their only other loss was to Melbourne, and otherwise they haven't had to play sort of really any of the big guns. So this is a real chance for them to prove themselves. Yeah, um, see how this defence goes against Latrell Mitchell. Um, yeah, yeah, big test for Snow. What side we're playing on? I think it will be uh, Latrell against Michael Oldfield, who is in for <laughs> Joey Leilua. So, uh, not quite sure what Oldfield's like defensively. That might be a better matchup. Uh, Leilua can be a bit hot and cold up um, on defence, so maybe that'll be better for them. Uh, but plenty of high performers for the Raiders. John Bateman being out is, is a big blow for them. It would have been great to see him go up against the uh, the big name Brewster's pack. But they've still got Whitehead who's on fire. Um, Josh Papali's having a good season. Um, yeah, and now I have to, and this is one for you, our mate Tally, the Raiders supporter. We've we've been uh, bagging the Jack White and 5-8 thing. Oh yeah, because he played. He's he's playing good. He's playing real good. Yeah. I've gone real quiet. I didn't bring him up the last couple of weeks because of this reason. I'm going. Jesus, he's playing good. Yeah. Jesus, he's playing good. But yeah, he's, he's still got a jelly end point in the game that they lost to Manly, and then yeah. uh, and then he got all three points last weekend. So no, yeah, now fair enough too. He's he's, he's he's come of age. I still stand by the fact that I think he's a better centre, and he's a centre playing at five eight. So do I. So it could I. be one of the most dominant centres in the game. Um, if he was mm. given a, a crack there, but obviously they've got some uh, pretty big name centres already. But yeah, it's working for them. Um, bench Who are you going? Yeah, I, I, I think the Ro- it's too hard to go against the Roosters. They've been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it could be a real good contest this one. Daytime game, big crowd. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, is this, is this Sunday this is Yeah, this is a... Excites me, or I don't know something about the chemistry yeah. of the two clubs. I've never really been a big fan of the slash, but yeah, a bit of interest around it. Uh, big statement from South last week. 
Wayne Bennett comes back to Suncorp. Um, Tamalolo was great for the Cowboys last week, but no Maguire, he's out injured. Um, yeah, South should do this pretty easily, I think, even unless Tamalolo yeah. just goes absolutely berserk. Um, yeah, that's not the only. That's the only time the Cowboys will win these sort of games. I tell you who will be up for this though. Who? Mark. Oh, Mark. Mark, 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 Mark Williams. Yeah, old Marky Mark. Mailbox Mark. Yeah. Mailbox Mark. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be pumped. He'll be first. He'll, um, if he's if he's not too busy um, trolling Steve Kearney, he'll be frothing over this clash. <laughs> well, hope, hopefully we win so he can sit back and enjoy the game of his own team. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> um, yeah, just another slight bit of interest around this clash. So, you know, if you followed the story of. Um, Paul Green apparently being on the outs with the, with his uh, squad, and, and it sort of it was rumoured that an ex player um, yeah. uh, was behind the the leak. Well, it, and it didn't take uh, too many powers of deduction to work out that that player was Ethan Lowe that was rumoured to have uh, done it. He moved from the Cowboys to the Rabbitohs over the off season. He's publicly denied it, but uh be interesting to see when he comes on whether there's an extra bit of feeling in the tackles he's involved in. And, yeah. Well, if they go softer, we know he's telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, so it's up to you, Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, random. Smoke this fire. Why would they even say that if something wasn't coming from that direction? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just another interesting little subplot to a game that's not really... It's got to have something or, interesting, doesn't yeah. it? Um, so yeah, that's it for round uh, round nine, magic round. Um, ding ding do. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. Have we got a couple of got... minutes for a stats corner to cram in? Yeah, there? let's let's smash out a quick stats corner. Okay, well, I've got a stats. Oh, are you done the? Uh... Nah, 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 nah. Okay. Nah, sorry. Not this week. No worries. <laughs> um, I've got a quick stats corner bonus because I meant to bring it up uh, when we we're talking about the the team and. By far the Warriors' best performer against the Knights, Kim Amalo. Unbelievable. 20-odd runs, uh, game-high, 200-and-something metres. He was, I thought he was pretty outstanding, really, and he's been good all year. He's in the top top four for, I think, top four for uh, post-contact metres, seventh for metres gained overall, something like that. But yeah. It, but the most remarkable statistics, six tries from eight games. Big I, I heard that. And his first double of his career, seventy-two game career, his first double on the weekend. Yeah, yeah he's a, ah, good on him. He's been a try scoring lemon prior to this year. Um, yeah, fourteen tries from sixty-four games coming into the year, but yeah, he's uh, streets ahead of his teammates this year. So good to see Ken, bit of finishing, uh, and he's a good yeah. finisher. Been Quietly finishing. achieving out there, which isn't an easy thing to do in the the Warriors' flank. No, no, and yeah, when the team's not going overly well, it's, um, yeah, but no, so good on your big Ken, been a big fan of the way he's, his breakout year last year and just going strength to strength, should hang on to his Kiwi jersey despite there being some good Kiwi wingers around. Mm. Um, but Stats Corner this week is uh, focusing on Warriors coaches in honour of Stephen Cooney. Coaching his 100th game in the NRL. He's only the second Kiwi coach ever to, uh, to coach 100 first-grade games. And the first was um, Bill Kelly way back in the early days, or the pre-World War II days. So not a lot of Kiwi coaches oh, right. around. Yeah, 
How many did Graham Lowe coach? I think around in the 90 odds. I have checked it and oh, it wasn't yeah. quite 100 uh, for Manly and the Cowboys. Um, but yeah, so Kearney came out to his 100th game, not a particularly flattering uh, percentage, winning percentage for him. Um, which I'll just bring up, just one second. So yeah, he's, he's batting at around 34%, which isn't ideal. Obviously those couple of years with uh, Parramatta didn't help. Um, but yes, yeah, so my, my stat of the uh, of the week was just looking at the winning percentages of, of um, all the Warriors coaches all time, and Kearney's is being battered a little bit by the start of the season. He's at 41.4% uh, winning percentage. Now, the, the Warriors have had 10, uh, 10 full-time coaches. The top five were the best winning uh, percentages, all Aussies. The... <coughs> Bottom five with the worst winning percentages for all Kiwis. Uh-oh. Mm. Paints a pretty grim picture now. Kearney, is, he actually did edge ahead of um, Andrew McFadden and Matthew Elliott towards the end of last year, but the start to the season has bumped him back down to sixth on the all-time ranking. Um, oh, yeah, Daniel Anderson sitting at, top, at the top with uh, 55.4 win percentage. Um... Yeah, and I think from there it goes. Uh, well, Kearney, after Kearney, Frank Endicott, who had a pretty tough run there, taking over a team mid-season. Blue McLennan, Mark Graham, and uh, Tony Kemp, who took over in some pretty tough circumstances as well with the worst percentage there, 35.1. But, yeah, not the best stat if, uh, if you're trying to sort of push the barrow for Kiwi coaches. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. It's written right there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a depressing note to end on with Stats Corner, but that probably sums up maybe the way we're feeling a wee bit at the moment. Um, yeah, tough old week to be a Warriors supporter. Definitely. Oh, well, another round this week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hope springs eternal. There's always next week. And, uh, yeah, see you see after Magic Round, mate. Okay, brother. Uh, Catch up, mate. Enjoy.